There are so many questions in the world It's quite uncanny But if you ever need advice Ask a tranny all right. See, uh, yeah, there you go. It's uh, welcome to the Approximate Podcast, everybody. My name's Jamie French, and you are listening to a brand new show, the very first episode of a show we call that I call uh, "Ask a Tranny," uh, as mentioned in the song that took me so long to write six months, six months on that song, six months on that song. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I pulled that thing out of my ass about five minutes before I turned the computer on. Um, so here's the premise of the show. It's real simple. You ask a tranny. Ask a tranny. You send in your questions to uh, approximatepodcast at gmail.com, and I answer your questions. It's that simple. And uh, I asked some people on Twitter a little earlier today to send in some questions, and if we got X number of questions, then I would uh, put on a live stream. And here we are. Despite all the technical difficulties in the world, we made it. Hey, everybody in the chat room. So glad that you stuck around or came back after two false starts. Uh, but that's the way of the business. Sometimes that kind of shit happens. Uh, looks like we're past it. So let's just skip right on to the meat of the show. Uh, I want to pull up some emails here. Okay. And uh, let's get our first question, our first pre-written question out of the way. Now, I'll get to um, some stuff in the chat room, but let's get these people that jumped on board first. Let's get them answered. Uh, so first question on, uh, first official question on Ask a Tranny is from uh, Evan. I won't use any last names and, uh, you know, just for, you know, anonymity's sake, just to keep everybody safe and good. Uh, Evan asks three questions. Like, that's the whole fucking show right there. Um, but let's start off with a question a number one. Um, Evan sent me this first question. It says, uh, I have been booked to take part in a photo session. It's my first time. Should I do warm-ups? If so, how much and what kind? Well, that's a very good question. Your first photo shoot. Uh, congratulations, first and foremost. Uh, that's awesome. Um, not quite sure what you mean by warm-ups. Uh, so what I'll do, uh, your ambiguity, I thank you for that, has, uh, allowed me to kill a bunch of time by guessing what you mean <laughs> at that. Um, warm-ups. Well, uh, I guess the first thing I'll, um, if you mean warm-ups as to how to present yourself on film, uh, like taking pictures to find out what your best poses and best angles are, yeah, you should absolutely do that. You whip out your phone, you grab your camera, whatever you have access to, and you practice posing. You practice, you find your best side as far as your face goes. You find the good angles. You find the good distance. That's something that any photographer or videographer you work with will want to know. They'll actually appreciate that you have <clears throat> that, that, that foresight to know where your, <clears throat> excuse me, where your best angles are. Um, so yeah, go ahead and do that if that's what you mean by warm-up. Um, if by warm-up you mean 
um, exercises you should do, I guess maybe what to stay limber or something. I mean, I don't know the details of the shoot that you're going to do. But yeah, I guess it's always a good idea to, you know, take a jog an hour beforehand, get your blood pumping, get the air in your lungs, uh, you know, do some uh, stretches, uh, which they say is not such a good idea. Stretching's kind of a, a false thing that's kind of been disproven. But if a fucking stretch. Um, yeah, get your body going. Warm up, if that's what you mean. Um, if that's a second thing. If, if a third thing is if by warm up you mean... Um, I don't know if are you talking about uh like a hardcore set? Is this porn? Is this adult work? If you're talking about warming up as far as um I don't know, butt stuff. <laughs> Sorry, never said this was a family show, everyone. Uh if if you mean that, uh yeah. Play with toys, figure out your body, enema, don't eat a day beforehand, and when you you know, you do eat at that 24-hour mark before the day of the shoot, take an emodium and uh, cleanse yourself properly. Have everything come out in a nice, neat package so you don't have to worry about your guts. Um, you know, if you want details on that, uh, you know, I can answer them. But because your question was so vague, I don't know exactly what I'm answering. So those are like the three kinds of warm-ups I imagine uh, as far as you having your first shoot and preparing for it. Um, I hope I answered what your question was. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to move on to the, uh, I'm going to move on to the next question. Notice that I'm looking at the camera and not at the chat room. I'm sure you've probably, Evan, if you're in the room that you've probably spoken up and have tried to correct me. I didn't look, you know why? Cause I'm a bit of an asshole. <laughs> so we're gonna get to uh, we're gonna get to details later. But I want to kind of power through your email because you did send me three questions, and I think they're questions that are worth answering. Um, so your second question is, um, let's see, I'm into mild BDSM. Is there any muscle rub I should use? Oh, oh, I see. Your second question is a part two to your first question. I read it wrong when I was prepping for the show. I thought you were just saying you're into BDSM. No, no, you're doing a BDSM shoot. Oh, well then, by all means, um, all all of the things I said apply. You want to cleanse yourself. You want to, uh, you know, take a little jog around the block, get your body going, get limber, get limber. Uh, if you're not limber... Get the fuck up off of your fucking chair. Stop looking at the video games and the YouTube and everything and stop jerking off the furry porn because you got a job to do. And your job is to run around the block, get your blood pumping, get going, and uh, bring your A game to the table when you meet your photographer. So all the distraction, now put that shit out of your head because now it's your job to create distraction. See, welcome to the other side of the fence. You no longer get to enjoy things. Now you get to make things that people enjoy. And that takes work and discipline. So do all of the stuff that I said beforehand. And uh, you had a question. Let's see. It was uh, you're, you're doing a BDSM shoot. Is there any muscle rub I should use? Okay, well, this um, I 
saw this um, this question, and I I don't do a whole lot of the BDSM thing. I fake it the few times that I've had to do it. You know, I know it's supposed to look good, but I'm not a lifestyle person, and I know there's there's very definitive rules about. Uh, being in BDSM. So what I did was I contacted a um, um, a professional. Uh, I contacted my good buddy Stephanie Special. Um, if you guys are into trans porn, you know her. She's the tall, lanky motherfucker with the glasses and is into all of the BDSM stuff. So I asked her, I said, uh, when it's time for cool down, during a BDSM session, is there any um, kind of muscle rubs or or any kind of um, like cool down kind of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, is there is there a way to end a BDSM session properly that kind of get your body back into shape, especially if it's a hardcore kind of deal. And she wrote back, uh, and Stephanie says, uh, yeah, there are several things that you can do after a BDSM session. Um, again, not a family show. Never said it was. Um, let's see. She says that uh, it's probably all the things that you would imagine that you do. You take a nice uh, Epsom salt bath. That's great for the muscles after a session like this. Um, now, I mean, my first instinct, because I don't know nothing about nothing, was to tell you to get some fucking, uh, some icy hot and a journal to write down all your regrets in. Uh, but she has a better answer. <laughs> she says that uh, you'll want to take an Epsom salt bath. Um, and there are two kinds of like muscle rub that you'll want after a session. Uh, she says to check out uh, Arnica, A-R-N-I-C-A. That's a muscle rub that you can get. That's supposed to be very good for like deep tissue stuff. And uh, Jesus sounds fucking ominous. And I don't know where you'd get this. It sounds like you get it from a medical supply shop. But there's a thing called trauma care. So Arnica and trauma care. Get a couple of tubes of that crap. Slather yourself in it after a session, and see how you feel. Take that Epsom salt bath. Uh, should do you wonders. Uh, she also recommends there's, like, foods that you can eat. She's way, way into this stuff. Um, she says that you want to, uh, that you'll want to, uh, what is it? I'm sorry, just lost it. Got it back. Okay. Uh, she says you might want to check out eating uh, chocolates and uh, other foods that are high in natural sugars. Um, so that, I guess, get your blood sugar back up is what I'm taking away from that after a, a hard physical session. Um, and beyond that, you know, just fucking basic stuff. Drink some goddamn water, you know, put the Coke down, drink some fucking water, uh, take a rest, go back to your video games, go back to jerking off to your furry porn, take a nice bath with some Epsom salt in it, and rub some goo on your body. I think it's that simple. Um, Stephanie's gonna smack me in the face for being an asshole about it, but fuck her. She ain't here right now. Uh, let's see. And then a third thing, a third thing that Evan asks, um, and I gotta thank you, Evan, once again, y you've let me kill a lot of time here. 
um, with your three questions. Uh, the third question has nothing to do with Evan's shoot. Uh, it has to do with, oh, it's just a my opinion about two kinds of bass guitars. Um, anybody that has watched uh, this show long enough, well, the approximate podcast shows that we put on, um, or has paid attention to my uh, adult work or my Twitter feed or whatever, however long you've known me, um, you know I'm a musician, and you probably know that uh, bass guitar is my my first love as far as an instrument. Um, and Evan asks, uh, a Rickenbacker 4001 or a Fender Precision bass? Okay, well, uh, me, neither. Me, neither. I don't like either one. I don't like a, neither one. Uh, it's... Both of those brands are brands where they do not feel good under my fingers. My body doesn't conform to them. I, they don't play right. They got fucking baseball necks. Um, there are, of course, ex- exceptions to the rule with these two bases. Um, I recently have played a gig uh, for a cover band uh, as a favor where uh, Rickenbacker was placed in my hands. And I don't know what kind of model it was. It must have been a newer model uh, or a specialized model where it had a very streamlined, like, C-neck, uh, fast neck, fast like a motherfucker. Fingers, all your fingertips, very close to the fingerboard. Loved that bass. Had no idea where I should put my thumb because, you know, the Rickenbackers, they have that shielding over their pickup. And it's, it's, a, it's an odd kind of bass to play. But that night, I thought it was really nice. Uh, the first bass I ever had on the other end, you asked about the Fender Precision. First bass I ever had was a, a Precision knockoff. It was just Samick brand. Uh, Samick, for anybody who doesn't know, is the, um, it's like the main company that all Japanese model anything are made out of. Um, so if you buy, let's say, a, Jap- a fucking Japanese Squire, Fender Squire, it's made at the Samick factory, and then they just stamp the Fender logo on it. Same thing with Gibson or any other company that you can think of that makes that has a a, a low level brand. Um, so with your uh, in your Gibsons, it would be the uh, like the the Les Paul Juniors, the ep- the the Epiphones. You know, um, those are all Samick products. Well, my first bass was a Precision knockoff. And it was direct from the factory, so it had the Samick stamp on it. Um, and, you know, and so they shave off fucking dollar marks for, for that to buy direct from the factory. Um, it was fine. Uh, you know, I, I, I learned my chops on that base for a year before I gra- uh, graduated to some other base. Uh, uh, I graduated to a PV5 string, a PV Foundation 5, which wasn't like no big shakes but it meant something to me at the time when i turned 16 uh now i'm i'm all about schecter if you want to ask what my favorite bass is it's a a schecter uh like a stiletto series studio series um that's what i play right now that's what i use on all my recordings so there's that uh to answer your question definitively between a rickenbacker and a precision um if i had my druthers i'd probably go just for funsies, I'd probably go with a Rick just because I found more models of Rickenbackers 
that were comfortable for my playing style than I have anything by Fender. I don't like Fender, um, except except for my my baby here, my cheap two hundred and fifty dollar Fender acoustic. This motherfucker feels good to me, and really, that's what it comes down to. It's not about brand loyalty. It's about what fits right. There's no dollar amount that is wrong or right, and there's no model or brand that's wrong or right. You pick up the thing that you connect with the best, and then you pay whatever they're asking for, and you, you stick with that, and and then you're able to make the best music you can, and I think that's the most appropriate answer. So um, that's the end of Evan's questions. Um, we got one more. I don't want to keep these episodes too long, this Ask a Tranny thing. I'll keep it to a nice, solid, oh, try to keep it under an hour. If we can keep it at about 45 minutes, I think that would be nice for everyone. Uh, so we're done with Evans. We're going to go on to my second email here, uh, which is sent by uh, Peach. Peach says, uh, Transbians. Why are they the greatest thing in the history of human evolution? Oh, my goodness. Um, are they? Are they? Uh, hmm. Well, you know, they just, they just might be. And I think the reason they might be will only make sense to uh, transbians. I think, I think this would only make – I think you can apply this question to any alternative sexuality – and by alternative, I mean less common. That's all. That's all alternative means. It just means less common. It just means that your numbers are lower compared to other people's numbers. Uh, whether it's gay, straight, bi, whatever, whatever your deal is. Um, I think the, like the real selling point on transbianism, which is just like a made-up internet word that's only come into play over the last maybe, what, five or six years. It's just a fun little word for kids to use. Um, you should never put a label on what you like. You just go out and you like the thing you like, and if you meet a reasonable person that is also into that thing, you guys don't even, you dispense with the labels. It's just, hey, my name's Jamie, you're Frank, and this is how we fuck. And that's how you do it. Or my name's Sarah, and you're Danielle, and this is how we put our fingers inside each other. And that's and then now we're gonna go get tacos. You know, you just live a life. Um, but if we're gonna put a label on something and 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 refer to the question at hand, the transbianism, um, I I think the main selling point of that is that it's nice in a world where there's so few like you. It's It's always a, a pleasure to meet somebody that you don't have to explain yourself to. I think that's the, that's the main draw of transbianism. I think if you, you go out into the world and you can find somebody that you don't have to, you, you don't have to uh, tell your life's fucking story just to make yourself make sense to another person, like they already get it. They've already gone through those things. Um, it's 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 a joy. It's a joy. It cuts out an entire fucking load of baggage that you'd normally have to carry into some sort of whatever the relationship is. 
And it's wonderful to, to have that kind of freedom. And I think two trans folks or two gay folks or two straight folks that don't have to explain themselves and they can just be together and get it. They just get it. Um, that's a wonderful thing to have. I tell you, one of the sons of bitches about um, like being a trans person trying to date, like let's say a guy, arbitrarily, let's say a guy. But you have to go through that thing unless the guy comes at you with all the game in the world and he already is comfortable in his own skin. You find a lot of trans girls have to, if they like a guy, they got to go through like an entire fucking uh, gamut of explanations and stories and things to get their point across to feel like they can even interact with the dude and then... Uh, and or or the dude has baggage, and he's constantly reminding you of how you're a trans person, but how he's cool with it, and that's a fucking chore too. Nobody wants that. You just need just fucking be cool with a person. Just treat a people like a people. Just we're we're all fucking strips of flesh on a stick of bone. And if you think that we're any of us are anything more than that. You're thinking too much, and and you're wasting your seventy years. Life is goddamn short. You like who you like, and you and you just don't make a fucking big deal out of it. Um, you know, you you are better spent um, talking about y'all's favorite food than how your sexuality or your gender or anything works. That's a goddamn bore, and it amounts to either fucking heartbreak. Or being happy with a bunch of bullshit in the way that you didn't need to be happy. Just don't. Just don't. Go out there into the world and accept people that accept you and don't make a big fucking hurrah about it. Um, so I think that's what's cool about transbianism. Tran- transbianism. Everybody have a drink. As soon as I start stuttering, this is the drinking game. When I start stuttering, we drink. <laughs> You see how that works? Now everybody's happy. Um, Transbianism, that's what's so magical about it. And that's what's so magical about any relationship where you don't have to explain yourself. So those were, that's the extent of, and uh, Peach, I hope I answered your question in a satisfactory manner. Um, But that's it for the pre-written questions. I'm going to take like five minutes to look over at the chat room and see what people have been. uh, I'm sure people are bitching at me right now. People have things to say. I haven't looked over there yet. I'm not going to look over there yet. But I will in five, four, three, two, one. All right, let's see what people are saying. Oh, man. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, I like the acoustic, too. It gets the job done. It does. It gets the job done. We had uh, Navigate Torture. Is that what it is? Navigate Torture? Navigate Torture? Whatever. Navi says that's a good-sounding acoustic, and I agree. I think it is, too. It's not... It's not a fucking Martin. It's not a Takamini or anything, but it's uh, it gets the job done. It's a good little workhorse. Uh, let's see here. Oh, <laughs> my answer is acceptable. 
Well, thank you very much. I'm I'm glad that it is. I'm glad that it is. Uh, do we have anybody else in the room that has anything to say? I'm going to give you all while um while I light a cigarette, uh, and I suggest you do the same thing. Smoking's good for you. Put hair on your chest. Um, I'm going to light a cigarette. I'm going to take a swig and take a breather for just a second while you guys ask your last questions. And if there are no more questions, we'll end this motherfucker and uh, consider. You know, consider this one a success, even though we had a couple of false starts. So let's see what we got here. Okay, I'm uh, I'm gonna stop looking. I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke for just a second. Everybody, hang out. I ain't going nowhere. I just want to let the uh, room populate for a second. Get the questions going. Damn it. It didn't get three seconds. Light my cigarette. Three seconds. I get a wonderful fucking uh, question from from Brett. And I'll answer that too. But I'm going to have a swig because my throat is goddamn dry. I've been talking like a motherfucker a thousand miles an hour. Okay, so Brett asked me. um, Oh, and okay, so Brett, I'm going to get to you in just a second. I forgot, there's a goddamn built-in stopwatch on this thing when you do the live streams. We're 33 minutes and 59 seconds, 30, 34 minutes and one second, 34 minutes and three seconds. We're 34 minutes and five seconds in. <laughs> um, so actually, we're doing pretty good on time. So let me go ahead and answer Brett's question. Uh, Brett says, what brings you the most joy in your life? Oh, that's easy for me. That's that answer has been stamped on the fucking front and back of my brain since the age of 15 and that is uh making music that's it making music um whether it's playing in a band uh being at rehearsal shooting a video uh you know learning a new chord figuring you know, practice it's everything about it my my most joyful thing about music is sitting down all alone, nobody's around, everybody's fucked off, and it's just me and the thoughts that have been stirring in the back of my head and an acoustic guitar. And that's when I start to write tunes. And I think writing writing music is the biggest joy for me. And especially when it's at its rawest initial point. It's just you and the guitar and a notepad, you know, or a little tape recorder, whatever you got. And getting those, when the music's at its most pure, when it's like fresh from the oven, um, that's the most magical music-making time for me. That's when music means like the most. Um, And then you try to shape it up. And mold that clay, that initial kind of spark. You sit down with your, uh, you sit down in front of your DAW, your digital audio workstation, or your four-track recorder, or whatever you got, and uh, and you start to kind of cut away at it and and make it something that other people would want to listen to. Uh, that's great. And then it becomes a total drag for like the next twenty thousand times you have to mix and record and re-record 
the song, it loses all of its magic, but you still have that first moment, that inception of the idea that is is a kind of experience. It was one of those experiences that makes life work worth living, like very much like tacos. Uh, they make life worth living. Um, and then once you get past the recording part of it, and it's out there, and you haven't, you're sick of it. You don't listen to it. You think you did the best job that you have that you could, and and you put it away for like six weeks, and then you go back and you listen to the final product. And then it all comes flooding back, and you're like, ah, this is why I toiled so hard. It, it's a good song. It's a good song, and it puts a big fucking grin on your face that nothing else can match. Uh, that's the kind of thing that brings me the best joy in life. So thanks for that question. Now you got your answer. Um, let me see if there's anything anybody else has to say. If I can keep this under 45 minutes, I'd like to do that. Thank you guys so much for sending in your questions and playing along. Um, I really appreciate that. You're doing wonders for for the show. You know, uh, I can only go so far. And Orion, the co-host of the show, who's not here tonight, um, you know, we can we can only do so much. But we're nothing without you guys. So thanks for playing along, especially when the contact is so immediate, you know. Having feedback on pre-recorded shows is great, but getting to sit here and talk to you guys is even better. And so thank you for that. You make the show happen. So thanks. Um, so let's see here. So, okay, so I got a, I got somebody asking, uh, let me name names here. Um, oh, Brett, again, Brett with the question, asking what do I smoke? Well, I've been smoking since the age of, oh, I'd say, geez, 16, on and off. And uh, over the past, I'd say, couple of years, I've been trying to wean myself off of smoking. I can't, I'm, I can't be the singer in a band and expect to get away with smoking. It's not, it's not going to work. So it was um, Marlboro Reds for countless years. Uh and then I decided to move to um, cigars, not even real cigars, like fucking corner store cigars, your fucking uh, your black and milds, your bullshit cigars like that. Just because they took a long time to smoke, and after you had one, you wouldn't smoke for hours before you lit up another one. So I thought that was a nice way to wean myself off of smoking. And then I went from that to um, Dejarum, uh Black Vanillas. Uh, which is basically a clove cigarette, but slightly flavored with vanilla. And I know, fucking, I know, shut up, cloves are douchebag hipster cigarettes. I, I was smoking things like these long, long I'm very old. Um, I lay claim to these. I, I, I can smoke these. But it's the same, it's the same um, idea as the uh, cheap cigars. It's, y- you smoke one. It takes forever to smoke it, and then you don't want one for a little while. They're dessert cigarettes, you know. They're like after dinner cigarettes, um, so it keeps the smoking down. And because they're kind of cigarish, uh, you don't inhale so hard, you know. Um, now that doesn't mean it's any better or any good, but it's a way to wean off of off of the smoking. So that's what I smoke. Um, I hope that long-winded explanation was enough for you. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. 
let's uh let's do a couple more. We'll do a couple more and then we'll we'll end this thing. Uh da, 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 da. Okay. So let me answer a completely different person. We have uh Jesover Taylor. I hope I'm saying your name right. Jets over Oh wait, is it Jets over Taylor? Is this a clever thing? I I'm so slow when it comes to the name puns. I don't know how things work. Um says, Jamie, are you a transbian? You know, I've always said that I'm just, I'm, it's a fucking hack line, but uh, I've always just said that I'm a people person. Um, you know, I'd like to think that I don't have any particular preference f- from one human being to another that it's the connection that matters. And I don't want to limit what kind of package that connection takes shape in you know if the connection is the important part then the flesh part shouldn't matter so and it hasn't you know the best relationships I've ever been in have been all across the board it's been all sorts of different folks and the thing that bound us was the internal connection so I don't you know um if you were just to judge off of the the adult material that I've made, the porn and stuff, then you could easily think, well, yeah, that's that's a trans being, you know. But that's all marketing, you know. Um, it's easy to book other trans girls um, that are trying to, you know, they're they're trying to do the same thing you're doing. They're trying to make a name for themselves in this business, in this niche adult business, and again. Everybody relates to each other. It's easier to work with them because there's not a whole lot of mental and divide. Um, so it's it's easy to work with trans girls, and and we all work for trade or diminished prices because we're all kind of independent, and we all get each other's like needs. You're like, yeah, you know, you're not a big company. So I'll take a little less if you give me, like, the content afterwards to use for my own devices. And you're like, yeah, totally. Let's shoot a scene. Let's make good content. You know, and that becomes the thing that matters most is making the best content you can. Um, so you end up working with a lot of trans folks and you put that stuff out there. And, you know, nobody knows the behind-the-scenes stuff. So y- you are what you put out, you know. And so I can – easily see how I'd be seen as um, a transbian just by, you know, just your average take-a-glance kind of viewer, you know. If they just took a glance at my body of work, they I could easily see them saying, well, yeah, that's, a, that's one of these, you know, trans-on-trans people. Um, but that's just the way the business goes. That's just the way the business goes. And it's not a label that uh, I give a shit about. I mean, it's, it's fine. If that's what – if that's how I'm seen – it's decent. It's a decent label. So I wouldn't say I'm transbian. I just say that uh, that everybody gets a fair shot in my book. Let's put it that way. So thank you for that question. Um, Zeno Madrid asked, how old am I? Uh, on my little, um, um, a little escorting screed on Backpage, I am 28. I've been 28 for nine years. I'm 37 years old, and I don't have a problem saying it. Um, it's just a fucking age, you know. That's how old I am. 
so I'm old. Um, and if I don't look my age, it's only because of genes. I don't do anything special. I just, I get it from my mom. She's fucking 56, 57, and she looks like she's in her early 40s. It's just, that's, that's the way my clan goes. Um, so yeah, 37 years old, and there you have it. Uh, okay, I'm going to do one more because we're at the 44-minute mark, and I want to try to keep it at a tight 45, 50 minutes. So I'm going to answer one more question. Do, 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 do. Let's see what we got here. Uh, do, 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 do. I'm not... Oh, okay. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, okay. A uh, silly question. Here we go. We got a silly question. How long will it take you to do 1,500 push-ups? Um... Till the heat death of the universe, because I can do about 10 on a good day. Um, so there you have it. I hope that answers your question. We're going to take this show out with a song that I'm going to make up on the spot. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for your questions. Um, if you want to see more pre-recorded shows or anything else we got going, just go to approximatepodcast.com and uh, you'll find everything you want to find out about the show there. Uh, plenty of episodes, plenty of information, and links to neat stuff. So here we go. We're going to shut this one out. Okay, everybody. This isn't very good Goodbye, y'all Fuck off That's what happens when you don't pay a cover charge You get the bottom of the barrel Good night (laughs)